Hey, it's Jed Hearn, host of Wizards, Warriors, and Words. If you're enjoying the writing advice on this show, you might like my new podcast, The Jed Hearn Show, where every week I share the best fantasy writing advice that I've learned from publishing three fantasy novels and a best-selling video game. There's over 12 episodes that you can listen to right away, including my top 10 fantasy books of all time, how to make fantasy names that don't suck, two rules that make writing effortless, and my complete summaries of Brandon Sanderson's and Neil Gaiman's writing classes, and much more. Check it out by searching for The Jed Hearn Show in your podcast app. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Anyway, so today is the chaos episode, during which... No one knows what will happen, me included. This is Wizards, Warriors, and Words, a fantasy writing advice podcast. If you'd like to unlock bonus content and also help the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Simply go to patreon.com forward slash wizards, warriors, words to learn more. You can also find this link in the show notes. And a huge thank you to all our current Patreons. You're awesome. And a special shout out to our latest Patreon member, Gary O'Brien. Gary, thank you for helping support the show. Hey folks, welcome to the Wizened Nerds, Warriors, and Wombats podcast. <laughs> I am Michael R. Fletcher and I am joined this by my This episode of Wizards, Warriors, and Words is brought Jed to you by Hearn, our Patreon. Patreon is a way for you to help support Dirk the show Ashton, for a small monthly donation. The Paternus and series. in exchange for that, you can Rob get rewards Hayes, like author of editorial the feedback on your own never die, free advanced reader copies of, of other books, books which you weeks can see or even months before they actually Hans release, Gambit, and a whole lot more. You can check out all those rewards and our Patreon by going to... Patreon.com forward anyway, slash so today Wizards Warriors is the chaos words, episode. And during which that link is no one also knows happen, in the show notes. So we're just going to shoot this shit Patreon.com and talk about forward slash Wizards Warriors words you can for a way to help support the show and also get some sweet rewards. This is what happens when Fletcher gets in control. <laughs> yes. I'm very scared about this. Su- suffering <laughs> being the operative word. Yeah. So uh, Rob, what are you reading right now? What are you doing? Uh, reading? Oh, Christ, what am I reading? Um, Are you reading something? I am reading something. I'm reading the second Expanse book. That's what I'm reading. I've just started oh, nice. Caliban's War. Caliban? What do you uh, think? It's pretty good. It's I Personally, I prefer the TV show, The Expanse. Uh, but, uh, no, the books are pretty good. Um, although I have just uh, encountered a section with a character describing themselves after looking at themselves in a mirror, and it made me cringe. Heck yeah. 
I'm, it's it's I'm... <laughs> it's right up there for pet peeves with me when some when like in a fancy book somebody eats and spills grease down their chin and I'm just like <laughs> people don't eat that way nobody eats that way yeah speak for yourself uh yeah I don't know maybe that's just a, just a local custom that hasn't carried to the rest of the world Can I loved book one in the expanse is book two does book two have like the, most of the same characters or does it like follow I don't know man I'm like twenty pages in. Oh, fair enough. Uh, it's it's already got a couple of new characters because uh, there's the the Martian Marine Bobby uh, who uh, who features, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not very far in so far because uh, I was going to get some red this morning, but I went for a run instead. Yeah, I saw that five k in thirty two minutes. Yeah, I'm not good. Congrats. So, <laughs> that's, that's not running. You walked quickly. <laughs> if this is the chaos episode because i'm knackered can i just like have a nap and yeah, i guess yeah there are no rules is that a chaotic move <laughs> oh my god Derek, what are you that, reading at like the moment? a 10 minute mile i'm just gonna dance yeah cool no so, I uh, Jed, I what are you reading right now uh i'm reading two books the first one isn't a fantasy book at all it's about house hacking um so like a real estate book the second one is pawns gambit by uh our very own rob j hayes Ooh, yeah. How is it? Does it suck? Yeah, it's horrible compared to all these <laughs> other books. It's just a real downwards turn. And I think it's the end of his career, quite honestly. Um, <laughs> no, that's not true at all. I'm only like about 20 pages in or so, but uh, I'm enjoying the setup so far. And uh, I got to say, I was disappointed that the prologue was more than two sentences. Um, yeah, he's, as you he's know, lost it. I do love those really short prologues. The problem is, this time around, I got Dirk to write the prologue. Uh, you know, never die. I just got Fletcher to write it. And he was like, oh, fuck this in. <laughs> Fletcher was like, you didn't want a minimum word count. You have a maximum word count here, I see. But I won't be going anywhere near that. No worries at all. Just do that nice, easy two-word prologue. Um, mm. Two-sentence prologue. Um, yeah, so reading uh, Pawn's Gambit. What have I read... Do you want all the books I've read recently or do you want to go on to like, other people? Uh, well, books? If, if you got something good. I'm trying to think. Something you want to pimp. Where Getting out like, my good reads. Awesome. Uh, I read the last Mistborn book, The Bands of Mourning, which I was... Yeah, I don't care. I know you don't care for them, but it's great. <laughs> it has this weird thing. Have you ever read a Brandon Sanderson book, book Fletcher? I, I, I actually read one of his trilogies. Which wow. one? Hmm? I, I don't know. I can't remember because by the end I was kind of like, yeah, I'm done. I did read the whole thing though. I finished the, like the, the three books and was like, okay. I love him. So, you know, obviously he's doing something amazingly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally get how it's a subjective taste. Um, yeah. For me, it's like exactly what I want from fantasy books, but for some people, yeah, it's not, yeah. uh, not their thing. Um, what other books have I read recently? I read a book about how to sleep better and a book called Sapiens, which is about human history, um, which is interesting because it kind of makes you realize that a lot of the things we take for granted are totally arbitrary social constructs. Um, and it has a lot of useful things about different cultures that uh, can be useful for fantasy world building. If I'm to tie it back to this episode somewhat tangentially. Yeah, I love those kind of books. Cool. Yeah, there's just so much stuff in there to steal. What, let's say, well, how about we come back to uh, the futility of existence in a moment? Because I think that's actually an awesome topic. Uh, Fletcher's favorite. <laughs> what you uh, what you been reading, Dirk? Uh, a few days ago, I finished His Majesty's Dragon by Naomi Novik, and it's amazing. She, it's uh, 
it's I I didn't realize it's um it takes place uh in the 1700s I think um during the Napoleonic Wars uh from the perspective of a captain of a ship uh in the British Navy and um but they have dragons it's so it's an alt history fantasy mm. and it's amazing she did uh, the only my only criticism is she uses a lot of semicolons a little <laughs> a little, I, a little I kind of feel attacked there a little bit the the, 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 the little the, she makes you look like a semicolon infant um <laughs> i counted seven on one page Whoa. Yeah, okay. she wins. yeah there i mean there are a lot of semicolons the little smirking stop signs of death but, i was so uh, guilty when i use a semicolon it's an amazing it's it's a really 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 great book she deserves all the all the kudos she gets for sure right now i'm reading this arc of the maleficent seven by Cameron Johnston, courtesy of the lovely Angry Robot Peoples. Um, the uh, this uh, they there's a new cover that's so much cooler. Uh, this is not bad, but there's a new one that's so much cooler um, with the seven characters flying around in a really. We need some style. fancy editing on this show. So, like when we say yeah. something like that, you know, it like pops we up. Jump to the new uh, to the new cover. Yeah. Yeah, um, I wish I had this, time to put that much detail into this. Scrap the other bits of your life that are getting in the way of making this look slick. This is so much fun. It's, uh, I mean, obviously the Maleficent Seven. It's a take a little bit on the Magnificent Seven, or which is a remake of the Seven Samurai. Um, but uh, it's Magnificent Seven meets Kings of the Wild meets the Adams Family. It's the characters are insane and the shit they get themselves into is just so much fun. They basically have to gather the crew back together. Um, And they are, they are really awful, rotten, rotten people. The only thing that redeems them is that they're uh, the, the, the big bad enemy is even worse. (laughs) Um, So it's really, it's really fun. I, really I think my really favorite character in it is the uh, the once this god. Far in. What's that? Was, my favorite character is the once god, the character who was once a god of war. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't anymore because Cahal Gilroy. Yeah, he's just a, a, a Scottish maniac. <laughs> so, did you read the whole thing? Yeah, I finished it a couple of weeks back. Yeah, you liked it too. Oh, I loved it, mate. I I, I pitched it as uh, Kings of the Wild meets Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's it's like that too. Or what's the what's the old uh, movie where they have to get all those like ex prisoners together and uh, in the military and go do this insane impossible job? I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, but yeah, they put all these rogues together and and have to go do this insane impossible thing. And you know, it's like that. I'm only this far in right now. They just it's a chunky book. It's not a uh, it's not a spoiler, but they just uh, rescued the uh, the alchemist, um, got and got out of the hive, which is insane. I mean, it's 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 weird. It's a li- it's it's a li- it's more grim, dark, I guess, and gross, definitely, than Kings of the Wild. But it's got that same kind of fun, 
camaraderie, bizarre. Um, um, it has as many bodily fluids as a Michael R. Fletcher book. Oh, it does. Uh, come on, it's ah, just I'm being one up, dog. There are a lot, of, a lot of, and especially in that hive scene, a lot of pus and bug juice and bug spit and bug piss and whatever else. <laughs> That's just what you want from a good fantasy book. And I'm looking at the new yeah. cover as well. And yeah, it is fantastic. It's it like, is cool, isn't it? So pop it up on the screen, right? You can <laughs> wonder. If it is up on the screen, congrats to me for getting the time to edit that properly. If it isn't up on the screen, just look it up. And then that way you can see the blurb of the book. No, Maybe you can read the start of it. Um, I think it's going it to look great, really, really well. Yeah. So uh, right now I'm reading this, uh, Legacy of the Brightwash by local Kanakistani Crystal Matar. Um, I don't like it. I'm extremely upset. Uh, because quite frankly, she's so much fucking better at this than I am. Uh, <laughs> Rose is really good. It's really smooth. It is such an effortless read. Uh, I keep stopping and kind of wanting to find a problem with it. I'm like, oh, did you really need that word? Come on. You're stuck on the editing. It's like, no, nah, it's good. This whole chapter could go. It's yeah. just too good. It's a fantasy. What mm -hmm. is it about? What is it? Is it fantasy? What is it? Yeah, so it's uh, it's fantasy. I will real quick read the back off. Uh, it so massive. It's a, it's a chonker. Yo. Yeah. Uh, Tashu's faith in the law is beginning to crack. Three years ago, he stood by when the authority condemned Jason, that's his son, by the way, to the brutality of the rift for noncompliance. When Tashu's son refused to register as a tainted, the laws had to be upheld. He never doubted his job as a regulation officer before, but three years of watching your son wither away can break down even the strongest convictions. Hmm. I love your movie trailer voice. I know we yeah. need to get him to do like, like <laughs> uh, blurb voiceovers for all of our books now, I think. I, I can do that. Yeah. yeah, that's a so good anyway, idea. It is, uh, it's too much effort to put it back there behind me because I'm <laughs> tired and I'm lazy and it's like 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but it's really good. So you should definitely check that out. Yeah. Oh, that who's, like who's, the right up, who's the publisher? It's uh, self-published. Oh, it is? It's, yeah, oh, that's Crystal. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Crystal. You know Crystal. I know Come Crystal. On, yeah. I knew it was self-published. It was on my, my self-published blog. Is that is that? <laughs> Shout I mean, out this to is Rob the, Hayes' blog. This is this is awful. Since I've I've known Crystal, I've, I, we've never met, but I've known her on social media for a long time. Is it, is this her first book? I actually don't know. I believe it is, which is oh. that makes it doubly upsetting. If this is a debut, <laughs> I like that's like really. So I, bodily fluids stomped. Way to go, Crystal! And stomped. She's got a better debut novel. Novel stomped. Huh? Like fuck! Come on, man. Leave me. You're still the colon king. Oh no, wait. That was taken away from you by Naomi Novak. Uh, I, I never used. Also, that's something completely different. <laughs> the colon king. <laughs> yeah. The colon. Yeah, he is mm. the colon king, but for a completely different reason. That's right. Very poor choice of words. Well, I guess that was our featured book for that episode, so that worked out very nicely. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you think I did not plan every possible aspect of this? I mean, you've all received your notes and your dialogue. You know what you have to say. I've all actually been replaced by an actor for tonight's they're all episode. Featured, they're all featured books. Yeah, that's true. That works. So, I, want to, 
if we can sort of uh, duck off fantasy for just a second here, let's uh, pop back to something. Um, young Jed Hearn. Jed, is that short for something? Uh, no. Jedediah. Jedediah. Jedifer. Are you Jedid- Jedediah Hearn? <laughs> you could have you actually like you somewhere in the southern states? Yeah. Just I actually am. Yeah. This whole time Australian, I've been right? hiding a big Texan drawl. Yeah. Hidington Jedifier Jetson. You're speaking right now. You're speaking right now in a Texas drawl. <laughs> Does he sound yeah. like a Texas accent? I would have yeah. no idea. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, so you mentioned uh, the futility of existence and reading about, you know, uh, finding purpose in life and all that. So, sure. Dirk, you Uh-oh. have age and wisdom on your side. I don't know how much oh. older than you, uh, than I, that you are. So, Tell us a lot, a lot. Thank Christ for that, because I'm still just a young whippersnapper with a little bit of hair left. Still, it's going gray. Anyway, uh, how do you find a purpose? What do you, knowing that it's futile, knowing that there's no actual reason to do anything, and that and everything's years going after to- you're gone, no one's gonna fucking remember anything about any of us or give a shit. Hundred years, zippo. The world, the world no one's even gonna be reading shit. our books hundred years from now. What keeps I you? Know. I know exactly. What keeps you going, man? Uh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, uh, I don't know, honestly. Uh, I like what I do. I like what I do, so that helps. And I also try to just think about, you know, the very near future instead of the long future. Um, I can't believe that I'm 58. I still feel like I should be 36. You know. It's, you don't look uh, a day over 73, Dirk. Crazy. <laughs> crazy that all my buddies are like from college or like kid. turning 60 and stuff. Whoa. So yeah. That is a spin on. Yeah. It's, one of my best weird, buddies like, just, just had his 60th birthday. <laughs> Wait a minute. Does that mean you're old enough to be Jed's grandfather? Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. No Jed, quite. there's something we need to tell you. Oh no! <laughs> I am your grandfather. <laughs> oh boy! Um, but honest, honestly, it's just that I I enjoy what I do, and my family is doing. My mom and dad are still kicking. Um, my dad just got his second second uh, vaccination shot, so uh, we're still still got my mom on the waiting list. She's seventy nine. My dad's eighty four. Um, but, uh, uh, things are good. I'm the oldest of five kids and they're all doing well. The younger ones, um, the, uh, it's just, you know, I'm excited about the new project that I'm working on and the writing is going really well. I'm meeting my word counts for the day. I've got a new fancy chair. I lean all the way back and use this, uh, use this lap thing and, and, uh, and and right Whoa. right with right with my feet up um that's pretty sick and actually. uh the uh the classes are going okay that i teach online you know basically i just think about that stuff so my attitude is more a day that something horrible doesn't happen um is a good day so you know it's uh but that's kind of kind of the way I go. So right. I just get up and do my stuff, and and uh, every once in a while I go, Ugh, I don't want to do this. 
why am I doing this? You know, it's not like every day is, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy, but, uh, you know, I've got a Kickstarter coming up and that's a lot of work. Plus I got to still keep meeting the word counts and doing the day job. But other than that, it's, it's, it's all working out, I guess. Nice. Rob, same question. Futility, pointlessness of the universe. Have at. I don't know, man. I, I, I had a bit of a, a breakdown earlier this week, so I don't think I've got a good answer to that question. I, uh, I'm currently on a enforced sabbatical, or I guess that's the right word. Yeah. Uh, I, I just like the, the, the whole lockdown thing started getting to me, uh, along with a bunch of other anxieties. Felt like a fucking massive weight just crushing down from above. So I, uh, I decided to take a couple of weeks off. Um, and just recharge. And I think that's that's important as to what keeps me going, keeps me doing this, even though knowing that one day soon we'll all be dead. <laughs> Nothing we do will matter. We won't be remembered, apart from Fletcher. He's immortal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know about I just, I love doing what I do. I love writing. I love telling stories. Um, and, uh, I really don't want to ever go back and do like a crappy day job again. So I've <laughs> got to make this work. I can't go back to being a banker. <laughs> no pressure then, right? So, uh, this, this, this kind of depression thing that you went through, that seems to have come pretty close on the tail of the announcement of your upcoming of your engagement. <laughs> congratulations interesting connection there yeah yes congratulations by the way thank you congrats that's bro. awesome uh yes i uh i asked my mistress <laughs> to marry me on christmas day oh mm-hmm. she nice. said yes she doesn't um she doesn't watch this show right <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. She usually <laughs> listens in. She's actually like outside the door, just like ear pressed against it. No. Nah. Mm. Uh, she doesn't know. But if she did, she'd probably be horrified. <laughs> Understandably so. She doesn't know that you do this, or she doesn't know you were depressed. Uh, no, she she knows that I, I was <laughs> depressed, and she knows that I do this. But uh, <coughs> she's used to your moody bastard. Yeah, well, things sound very correlated. It comes in waves. I don't know, like fucking gloomy Brits. Yeah, it sneaks up on me personally, and like you know, I'll be absolutely fine, and then suddenly it'll hit. And uh, for a few days, I'll just be like, I can't deal. I just can't work up the energy to do anything. Like there was a there was one point where uh, the little beagle was just Cora was just staring at me like she wanted to go for a walk, and I just thought like. I should probably say something like, you know, we'll go for a walk soon. I was like, what's the point? I just can't find the energy to talk. <laughs> that bad. Yeah. That's- uh, we laughed, but no, it was, it was pretty horrible at the time, but uh, it, then it, you know, after a few days it, it abates and sort of goes away. And I, I've always found that for me, that's how it, it strikes me. It sort of uh, hits mm. like a wave crashes over me and then washes away. Do you find that running I get, sort of helps? I, I get some pretty deep oxy moments. Um, but for some reason, they pass quickly, uh, like in the same day, like even a couple hours later, it's just fine. Um, usually it's I dive into something and make myself do it. And then I then I feel better. Um, 
My problem is, though, that whenever things are bad, I think it's going to be bad forever. And whenever things are good, I think it's going to be good forever. So however it is right now, I think it's going to be that way forever. And of course, an hour later, it's not that way. We will always be doing this podcast forever, Dirk. (laughs) We're going to be doing these fucking podcasts forever. (laughs) We are actually locked into a a contract, even past death. We will still be doing these things. That's right. I actually have your DNA and your uh, voice print doubles so that we can just have AI robots to replace you as you slowly die. Is it it the same kind of, are we looking at the same kind of afterlight? from uh, Beyond Redemption. The after death? Yeah, the after death. I better start killing people. You have plenty of followers there. uh, Save up, make sure you've got some money on you and a couple of good weapons. Yep, I got to have a knife in my boot, uh, uh, a couple of coins in my boot, (laughs) in my other boot, and I got to have a lot of people that that I killed in battle. Yeah. Well, because you know when you die in, in, in Mike's uh, in Mike's boots. afterlife, you can take stuff like that, and anybody that you that you killed has to do what you say. Nice. <laughs> what do you? How does that work? Like, if you kill someone tangentially, like I don't know, you create an environmental policy. I think that it doesn't leads matter. To pollution and it kills like a couple of thousand people. Then uh, yeah. do they it, yeah, become in my your world? Members? It's a direct murder. Okay. But, you know, if you like pick up something and somebody slips on a banana peel you left behind and cracks their head open and dies. That, that's not really, that doesn't quite count. Uh, what if you planned it? Now, if yeah. you planned it, yes. Because <laughs> so intent is perception sort of important. matters. It's, it's, it's spoilery, but, but, but one of the, but one, we of don't care. Fa- one of my favorite parts is, uh, is when the main character in the afterlife has this great big dude that he killed. He, he doesn't have a sword. Is it a sword or an ax? Yeah. A sword. He, I think the sword and he goes you give me your sword the guy's like uh, hands it over <laughs> just so sad about it just like oh that's right that's kind of what it's, it's kind of what it's like too oh because he has to do what he says because those are the rules in the afterlife person <laughs> so uh jed yeah as the youngest here with the most number the largest quantity of years of futility and pointlessness ahead of you <laughs> How are you handling it? Well, not too sure about that after my recent hospital visit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that definitely made me, uh, yes, people, for listeners who aren't aware, I had my appendix out recently and uh, yeah, I lost like 10 kilos over the course of a week in a hospital and it was like- Which you didn't trauma. have to lose. No, definitely not. I went from 70 down to 60. So yeah, it wasn't- Pounds? Uh, kilos. He's a little fella. <laughs> <Not pounds. laughs> He's a lot shorter than he looks. He's a little. Yeah, I went from weighing a feather to much less than that. Um, no, I think for me, I mean, the nice thing is that even though it is futile, our brains are extraordinarily good at making us think that it's not futile, even if we are kind of intellectually aware of the fact that there is no inherent meaning or whatever. So I think for me, very similar to what Rob and Dirk have, have pointed out, it's like, finding projects that you're really passionate about working on that kind of, yeah, like feel fulfilling to, to do that sort of challenge and push you um, in terms of your abilities and everything. Um, and I also find that like journaling is really useful for me because like I used to just sort of write down what I've done in the day. Um, but then probably like a year ago, I started actually like reflecting on more stuff in the journal. Um, and I found that that is like consistently the activity that brings me the most amount of peace. Like you write a lot had... about us, don't you? What's that? 
You're right <laughs> about us, don't you? Mostly me, but I'm not sure if you can see it. behind me, but uh, these volumes are specifically for this podcast. About so. <laughs> <laughs> causing Jed a lot of just like internal drama here. All the yeah, misery. Right. The local stationery store is very happy for you guys. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I think just like writing stuff down in a journal, it just makes you reflect that. Uh, for me personally, it, it always tends to make me feel that like things that I think are bad are not that bad in the scheme of things or that things that are good are like really good in the scheme of things, which is weird. Like instead of leveling things out, it just seems to push things up um, from both like a positive and a negative perspective for me. So journaling, I find really useful. I also feel that most of like my general levels of peace and happiness are mostly physiological in the sense of they're usually pretty heavily correlated to like how much exercise am I doing? How much outside of time am I having? Um, what am I eating? Um, so yeah, whenever, whenever I'm sort of feeling down or whatever, I, I guess I sort of go through those as a checklist and it's like, have I eaten recently? Have I, you know, gone outside and done some exercise? Um, have I, yeah, you know, like talked with people or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, after all of that, usually it, it, it goes away. Um, sometimes it doesn't, but yeah, that, that for me is sort of, how I see it. Plus also I'm young enough to not think that I would die. So yeah, bonus way to rub that in. Well, I'm sure they'll create like the immortality technology in, I don't know, like 30 years or something at which stage it'll probably be too late. late, Isn't it? Yeah. But for me, it'll be perfect timing. Yeah. You'll, you'll be good. (laughs) I I miss the confidence of youth where you (laughs) thought that you were immortal and you're never going to die. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. I uh, I mean, you wrote a whole book called never die. So you should know about that. Where all the characters keep dying. <laughs> Spoilers. For, for for years, I've told myself that I that I couldn't do what I was doing anymore. I was especially uh, the 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 last few months, and well, more than that, of of finishing up book three of the Paternus trilogy. There were times when I when I was like, I'm going to finish this fucking book, but I might never write again because it was such a beast and I was under such pressure to get it done in this on the second extended deadline. Um, and it just kept getting longer. And then the edit process and was so long, took forever because 200, I'll never write a 236,000 word novel again. That's just, that's almost killed me. And I, and I, and I was doing, you know, and for years I was doing seven days a week, um, seven, or eight o'clock till eight or nine o'clock at night, seven every day, every single day. And um, the only time I did something different is somewhat is if someone planned something that I had to go do. Um, and I was like, I won't do that again. So now I'm on this kind of contract uh, to finish these these uh, three books over three years in this new trilogy, and um, uh, it's. Uh, and that sounds scarier, but in a way it's a lot, it's, it's very freeing because I don't have to worry about any of the cover design stuff and the advertising and all the other production elements or the, even the editing really, uh, they, you know, they, they'll get it out and then I'll get the edits back. Um, and I've got people I can bounce ideas off of, so I don't have the pressure. It doesn't have take nearly as much research. And I told myself I will write 1,300 words a day, which for me was a lot. But now uh, I'm getting them done in two to three hours. Um, 
and I uh, only five days a week. And I quit every day at six or seven, seven mostly. But to me, that's like, what am I going to do with the rest of the night? You know, yeah, what do you do with the rest of the Yeah. And weekends, it's like, well, what am I going to do on the weekends? Now, of course, I spend time um, uh, on on business stuff for the trilogy, you know, advertising, Facebook, AMS, website, whatever, whatever kind of stuff that that kind of needs to be done, even though a lot of it, I just I just don't do a lot of things that I should probably or that I could. I wouldn't say should. Um, as far as marketing and promotion and stuff, but man, it's been, it's, it's, this is the, I just finished the third week of that schedule and it's been awesome. Nice. It's been really awesome. And I'm ahead on my word count. Uh, how are we doing for time? I have not been paying attention. Uh, we've been going for about a half an hour or so, so we can probably wrap up soonish, but I would love to yeah. hear your answer to your own question uh, first. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I've been thinking about this a lot over the last year or two for reasons forever your whole life yeah so someone said about a year and a half ago just pre-covid if you can't figure out how to be happy then really how smart are you (laughs) and i was like (laughs) you're like asshole ow wait (laughs) because i was miserable Mm -hmm. uh and so that hit um so i took this uh like very kind of sane approach to it uh, and started breaking down the things that what? made me happy. Uh, and at first, uh, because I'm a moron, uh, I looked into chemical answers, right? And mm-hmm. I read up on, you know, endorphins. Cocaine makes me happy. <laughs> and, you know, and all these, I, all the, like, the, the sort of, like, chemical things that make you happy. Uh, and uh, then I started, like, researching supplements and stuff to figure out how I could get all these chemicals into my body. And then at some point, um, I realized that uh, exercise actually kind of released most of them for free. And I was like, Usually, yeah, free is yeah. pretty good. And, you know, realized that if maybe I got off my ass and started exercising, that would, uh, that would help. Uh, so yeah, cardio, I'm slowly turning into a cardio junkie. Hey. Um, the, the other part, um, was breaking down the 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 actual the actions the the doing things side of life that stuff that made me happy um and kind of i was surprised to realize i like i like finishing things uh i like working on projects and it, i realized sometimes they have to be physical they can't all be writing books mm-hmm. and so what i've been trying to do is uh just every now and then launch a new stupid project and it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. big it can be just house photos fixing something cleaning Mm -hmm. up the basement just getting something done you know where it's like yeah that was done and extra good if it like some requires a new skill that i don't have uh Mm -hmm. because i am i am not a handy dude um you know it's if i look at something like i hung uh we got a new tv i hung it in the living room and it hasn't fallen down yet i'm like fuck yeah it's gonna come down someday (laughs) but you know whatever um, part of it, sometimes I, I have trouble not seeing, uh, the universe reality as a, a bit of a game. Um, and because it's so pointless, it's, it, it's got all the trademarks of a, of a computer game. 
Um, I was just thinking this earlier today. <laughs> and and I, I look at it and so like I have a day job. Uh, I am not like a full-time famous writer. I drive a fucking forklift. And so I'll be driving around. That's and I'm his like, car. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm playing this game and this is what I'm choosing to do with my time. <laughs> like how dumb am I? <laughs> and yet I have bills. I have a kid I need to feed. I've got a mortgage and like the writing is not going to pay all that yet. Yeah. Mm, I've got expensive tastes. Damn it. So I don't know. The day job is, is still a thing. I've kind of found it's become a lot less painful. Uh, now that I'm high as fuck on endorphins all the time from, uh, <laughs> from cardio, <laughs> I can kind of like float through a lot of days, which is good. But uh, yeah, every now and then, yeah, you know, I, I just, I crash. I, I think it's an exaggeration, but I, I, I lean towards the manic depressive. I've got two modes. Mm -hmm. I'm either go like a fucking psycho and I am insanely productive and I, I will bang out three novels back to back, bum, 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 bum. nine months for, you know, of like just solid fucking writing, um, no editing. And then I'll have to edit three novels back to back, which really sucks. Um, and then that's the, you know, depressive phase <laughs> uh, where shit takes a lot longer. And I don't know. It's a work in progress. But um, if you're uh, not smart enough to figure out how to be happy, how smart are you? Well, I remember, too, that not so long ago, um, you and I, when we first kind of met on social media, you we were talking there were we were talking. Um, I think it started with an editors talking about editors and this you know fancy trad editor and i was like shit i i'm just as happy to get the opinion i'd rather get the opinion of the plumber down the street and mike and i had this conversation back and forth and that was when he was really heavily going after querying to to get another trad deal but so i only brought that up because you were not happy and oh, dear, no. uh and uh and then um, I noticed that once you finally just kind of put that aside and embrace the self pub that you began to cheer up. I could yeah. just tell. Oh, immensely. I think um, yeah. it's weird. Like you, even though it's more work. Yep. And like querying, I've basically all of my self published novels have been queried to agents, uh, not agents. I, I have had two agents now, like good ones, but mm -hmm. publishers just not interested. And when I finally just sort of gave up and was like, yeah, I'm just going to self-publish them. Mm -hmm. I felt so much better. Yeah. Like there's no waiting. There's, you know, it's not that there's no stress because, you know, you guys do the same. You put a lot of stress on mm -hmm. yourself. Like we're all easily capable of breaking ourselves with stress and deadlines and oh. pressure to do better and all that shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, gotta say, I love the self-publishing side of things. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice to know that you don't have anybody to answer to other than your readers and, you know, fuck them. Right. <laughs> other than your readers, you know, the most demanding group there is. No, I mean, but that's, yeah, that's, that I put a lot of stress. I mean, I freaked out with the release of book two, uh, worse than book three. And it was, uh, I mean, I would say it sometimes, but it was, it was an amazing relief when people actually liked them. Um, 
a lot. Some people still don't like the books, but it always it always amazes me looking through. I once a week I look through Goodreads and do some friends we cross and write down some stats. And um, I uh, I'm always amazed uh, that people get to book three and they're just like two starring every book it's like well if you don't like these books why so books do you out there. Keep, why do you keep reading <laughs> someone will like read book one one star fucking hated it this was terrible right and then they read one. the next one and then the book yeah. two one star this was even worse than the first one <laughs> maybe yeah. it's like golf they think you got to try to get a really low score yeah. for it to be good but you know there are folks i've seen conversations where where folks are, feel compelled that once they've read the first they must finish a series and and i'll see that even with mark lawrence's series or brandon sanderson's and they don't they might not like it you know and every time i get but every time i get reviews like that i just go and look at all these books that sell so many and are so famous and see and just hit the one star and you're going to find a shitload of them. Oh, yeah. Just search yeah. for the one stars. I mean, there are a ton of them. So the other way to look at it is if they've one starred your entire series, they have bought your entire series. I was just yeah. going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, a win for the bank. No yeah. complaints here as long you know as the, we've, uh, we've babbled for a percentages, while. Right. So we uh, probably should wrap this up, but this was good. Chaos! More chaos. More chaos. <laughs> I did really enjoy this discussion, though, and I would like to do more mindset talks um, okay. in the future. So, yeah, definitely if you have other other similar questions. Because I feel more like I didn't really give a, a great answer just because I had yeah, no idea. Yeah, that was pretty half-assed, Jed. We're fairly no, disappointed yours, with you there. No, yours was good. I mean, you're only 12. We can't expect so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yet to realize the crushing weight of the world. Have you had? That is I mean, true. I'm happy. I'm I'm happy to talk about Mike's mindset at any time. So. Yeah, fantastic. I think next week we'll talk about how tragedy shapes the man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, everybody. Um, goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, if you enjoyed this this weird random episode, let us know. If you hated it, also let us know. It probably won't influence us too much, but it'll be no, good. Yeah. Talk <laughs> about stuff that actually care. matters. Exactly. And as we end this episode, thank you to our special high tier Patreon, Daniel Henderson. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. We absolutely love hearing from you listeners. So if you have a question that you would like us to answer on the show, email wizardswarriorswords at gmail.com. That's wizardswarriorswords at gmail.com. The link to that is also in the show notes. And if you're lucky, we will feature your question on one of our listener Q&A episodes, and all four of us will weigh in with our answers to your question. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again next week with another episode of Wizards, Warriors, and Words. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.